0: Well, hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Dinner with a Side of Sci-Fi. I'm Jason.
1: And I'm Deva.
0: Today, we will be making vegetarian Salisbury steak and discussing Neuromancer.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to give you guys a summary and then we'll talk about uh, what we've prepped. Uh, So first of all, Neuromancer. uh, The world is full of city sprawl and citizens entertain themselves by jacking into the matrix of virtual reality internet. Our main character, Case, he's a hacker in Chiba City, Japan, and he actually stole from his employer and they fired him. They also damaged his nervous system, which prevents him from now jacking into the Matrix. Um, He then meets Molly Millions, a razor girl who has razor blades under her nails and opaque eyes, and she brings him to meet Armitage, who says he can cure him, uh, but first he has to do a hacking job for Armitage. And then he also puts poison sacks into case in his body um, that only Armitage can remove once he finishes the work. Um, and then it, and we do later find out that Armitage uh, used to be a colonel in the military named Kordo. Uh, but after an attack by the Soviets, he did become an underworld criminal type person. Um, so they go through a series of things and they make their way to um, Inst- Istanbul, Istanbul. And they discover Wintermute, which is an AI created by the Tessier-Ashpool family. It turns out Wintermute, this AI, put up Armitage to this hacking job because he wants to merge with another AI, his other half, NeuroRomancer. So that's what he's trying to happen. Um, So Case has to do that, and he does that by stealing a password from one of the Tessier-Ashpools, whose name is Lady3Jane. I guess that's how you pronounce that. Three Jane. Um, And he's able to meet Neuromancer in the Matrix. And it's a really, I actually really like this scene. It was a cool beach scene uh, where he meets a small boy and it turns out that's Neuromancer. Um, And then he's able to merge the two and a super consciousness is created and he's fine at the end. Um, So that's my summary. I do realize if this was a school project, I'd probably get like a D on this summary. (laughs) Um, I kind of struggled with this book. Uh, which I may have foreshadowed at the last um, podcast, just because I've tried to read it so many times. But, you know, Neuromancer did win the Nebula, the Hugo, and the Philip K. Dick Award in 1984, the year it came out. Um, It was really like the first book, or not the first book, but the most popular book to kind of start off the cyberpunk, start off this a theory of the Matrix and virtual reality, and just kind of like a gritty, sprawling future for humanity. Uh, so, a very important book. Just unfortunately, I didn't like it. it. wasn't my cup of tea. I had a hard time reading it. Well,
0: you know, it does sound good. What vegetarian Salisbury steak? Oh yeah. <laughs> this is. I'm excited I'm you found this recipe. This is looks good. So we're gonna be. We did a lot of prep work in advance for trying to work on audio and improve our audio, so we've already chopped the mushrooms, the onions, we are going to make Beyond Meat patties that we're going to make everything with, and um, yeah, it's a pretty basic recipe. I have my gluten-free breadcrumbs, we have rice flour, Um, the recipe that we will be posting does ask you to use vegetarian butter, and vegan butter, and an egg substitute, we are using Vegetarian butter and regular eggs. So, just fair warning, we're using eggs.
1: Yeah, we had to modify because the store I went to didn't have uh, vegan butter. So I was like, "Well, okay, I'll skip butter." And then I brought flax to make a flax egg, which is pretty easy, but you do have to grind the flax. And I just didn't want to make another another dish. So,
0: well, you remember my experience with substituting eggs. We made the we made the Alfredo sauce.
1: And, oh, yeah.
0: And I just substituted too many ingredients, yeah. and it became an oily mess.
1: Yeah, flax egg, if you uh, if you take a tablespoon of flaxseed, grind it, mix it with a tablespoon of water, and just kind of whisk it, and it makes like a gel, huh. like, goopy egg-like thing. So you can use that in baking or whatever. That's kind of neat. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool, and flax is like really good for you, so. Okay. But we're not eating any flax tonight.
0: No, no, because we're using egg.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're using egg. Full egg. Crazy. It's also good for you. Um, So, did you like the book, Jason?
0: You know, I think I, once I got it in my head that it's a heist book, and Mm -hmm. the entire, for me, the least interesting part of the heist is the prepping for the heist. Yeah. And I found that once we were actually doing the heist, I felt much better about the situation. Um, It was really neat. The version I read had a really nice forward
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the foreword was written by the author, and he said one of the things that was one of the things I thought was really funny was he said, for as much credit as Neuromancer has gotten for accurately predicting the internet in the way people use it, he wonders if future readers will wonder why cell phones are banned wherever the story takes place, because no one ever has one. You know, like it's just funny that like it was nice to hear him acknowledge that like he missed such a major piece of of modern technology and his predictions, of course he did. You know why would you think that you'd have
1: them? Yeah, like a little computer in your pocket too that you can just find anything. I think mine had that same forward, and I stopped reading it because it was like kind of giving me spoilers. Gotcha. Because there's one scene where he walks past past a bunch of payphones, and then he was talking about that in the forward. They were like all ringing. Which oh yeah
0: because the um, yeah because because winter. Mute. Winter Mute wanted to talk to him. Yeah. So every time we walked past the telephone booth. It remi- um reminds me a bit uh we didn't read the Long Dark Tea Time. Yes we did. We read the Long Dark Tea Town, yeah. all. Mm-hmm. When the le- when the lights go out, when Thor's at her house.
1: Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was that was kind of uh, I you know, I like that. It, it, this book was just there was so much lingo in it and mm. so many terms. And I you know, I'm a I read science fiction all the time. I'm used to, like, weird terms. But for this, for some reason, I it was just too much.
0: There was It was relentless techno battle.
1: Yeah, I was just like, I don't know. Like, I just kept, like, looking at the words and reading the paragraph. And I was like, I don't know what I just read.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I guess the way we started, though, I guess we kind of just go through the whole thing. Um, our main character, he is... His entire body's wrecked from his prior, prior employer, and it's a really big deal that he can't connect to the Matrix. I mm-hmm. mean, imagine if you couldn't access the internet, because that's basically what we're talking about. Yeah. So he can't access the internet. He needs a new spleen. He, I love how organs are just so disposable in this book.
1: Yeah, like, oh, like, just go get a blood. Just go get your blood replaced.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Too much poison, swap out your blood.
1: Yeah, like, you've done a lot of drugs. You need a new spleen new liver it's like okay sweet
0: but his new spleen wouldn't let him take drugs
1: yeah
0: until he figured out how
1: well so he could take them and they just wouldn't have any effect until yeah. someone didn't someone give him a drug he could take yeah. and it yeah. like
0: really screwed him up and then he was pretty much high the rest of the book
1: well he was like trying to eat he was like at a nice steak dinner too and he was like too high to eat the steak which is is that why we're making salisbury steaks
0: no, I was doing... Um, oh,
1: the vat grown meat, right. Because,
0: from that from that chapter, though, yeah. they said, this isn't bat-grown meat. Give it to me if you're not going to eat it. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I really look forward to a day when I can live off of bat-grown yeah, meat. Yeah, I would
1: be into that,
0: Yeah, obviously. I want little pucks of, like, chicken meat. Mm. Yeah. No guilt.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Probably very environmentally friendly.
1: Yep. Very... You can make them into little dinosaur shapes. Oh, that'd like, be awesome. Fresh from the bat.
0: You could grow them in dinosaur shapes. Mm-hmm.
1: Or, like, like, a donut shape, and then you could make a meat donut. Oh, that'd be really fun. Yeah.
0: Pockets, like a pita.
1: That you could put more meat in? Yeah.
0: <laughs> what was the name of the girl? Millie? Molly? Molly Million. She was pretty neat.
1: Yeah, she, she was, like, a real, like, kind of badass chick. She was
0: a badass, and she had razor blades under her fingernails.
1: That so she could, like, it, like, take out when she got, she wanted to, like, kill someone or, like... Bah, 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 yeah, bah, 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 and then she had yeah. like gla- like glasses, like permanently sewn to her eyes, like opaque, so you couldn't see her eyes.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, and he never gets to know the color of her eyes. The way she paid for her mods was pretty crazy. You could basically just have a program take over your body while you prostitute. Did you kind of missed
1: over that part?
0: <laughs> basically, you go in and they have your body play a character. So that when you're done, you can just kind of shower and go. You don't have to actually have to remember the experience. Uh But then because of her modifications she was getting, she was starting to remember the experiences afterwards. Yeah. Oh, God. And they kept giving her more and more extreme ones. And the last one was a snuff scene. Mm.
1: And she... How did I miss that? Was that the one they were playing at that, like, restaurant with uh, Riviera... The, like, artist they picked up that, like, did that whole scene where he was, like, imagining things, but you could see it.
0: I think this is when she almost killed him when he went into her hotel room. There was... This book really was very dead, so... Yeah. It's totally fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 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 Um, But, yeah, I liked the Jamaicans, like, on the spaceship. Like, that was cool. The Jamaican Navy, they called them? Yeah, they were just on the... the, So that was the spaceship that the Terrier Ashpools lived on right with their winter mute AI.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start mixing making our okay. patties.
1: Oh yeah. I like that, you know, I was like, okay, good. Like we're on a spaceship, I feel better. Like you're talking about gravity. This makes me feel better. Like I can understand this part. <laughs> and then it's like Lady Three Jane. Is that how they said it? did you listen to it? I
0: listened to it. Yeah they called they said Lady Three Jane. Hmm. Interesting choice. Mm. Well, it's, it's funny, because I guess the afterword for the book was written by one of his friends, who's also a science fiction author, and I guess William Gibson started to hate the cyberpunk term, mm-hmm. because it just became such an umbrella term that didn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, but apparently, so he did coin the phrase cyberspace.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. I mean, that's what I call it when I'm at work. I'm like, someone's like, Dave, uh, what's the flashpoint of ethanol? I'm like, let me check it out on the cyberspace.
0: <laughs> okay, so I've made my... So we're
1: going to make that into five patties, I think. Yes,
0: good. five patties.
1: That looks good.
0: It does look good.
1: But like a normal... Sa- like, I've never had Salisbury steak. It's just like a steak with like mushrooms on it, right?
0: I had a roommate that had like Salisbury steak casserole. Oh. It was awful. <laughs> um... I'm pretty sure he doesn't listen. I apologize if you listen, Mike. Your mother's casserole is delicious. (laughs) But it was like breadcrumbs with like uh, cream of onion soup.
1: That's like what we're making.
0: It is basically, except we're using fresh onions and... Onions.
1: Well, so I bought, they said onion onion soup mix, like a packet, and I got onion dip. So hopefully that doesn't cause the world to explode.
0: I'm sure it'll be fine. Probably should just have portioned these into five perfect balls before I started
1: <laughs> shaping them perfectly.
0: You, they have to be equal.
1: You should make them like a like a steak shape, like a I don't know, like a football or something.
0: I'll give it like a corner. There we go. Squish, squish. squish. Yeah, I thought it
1: was funny too that it was. The Matrix they were going into.
0: The Matrix, they talked about... Um, I'm like, oh,
1: like the Matrix. They
0: talked about Zion. Yeah. They talked about... Um, I didn't
1: realize how much the Matrix was influenced by neuro- Neuromancer.
0: So Millie talks about her friend Johnny at Molly. one point. Molly talks about her friend Johnny at one point. Uh-huh. And Johnny is the character that Keanu Reeves played in Johnny Mnemonic. That was the character that he's. That's what that character was...
1: Yeah, because he Based wrote on... Johnny Manomek, too.
0: Right, it was a short story. Yeah.
1: Which I, I thought, for some reason, I thought Philip K. Dick wrote that, but I was
0: wrong. That was a prequel, I guess, because Johnny, according to her, Johnny's dead. Oh, no. Yeah, poor Johnny.
1: Poor Johnny.
0: So what did you think of, like, the future that it painted?
1: Um, It was really grim-seeming, and, like, the sprawl. So they were in America at some point, too, right? Or they were talking about, like, the... The Washington, D.C. sprawl and like
0: that. Yeah, the whole Northeast region was sort yeah. of merged together.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but he, the, the word United States never is said. No. It never refers to the country. So I guess William Gibson, he talks about that in the forward show, how mm-hmm. in terms of predictability, the United States doesn't exist. But the Soviet Union does. Huh. So the United States in this in his world does not exist. But Soviet Union does. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and that's, like, a just a vision that we see a lot now in movies and in media. Like, just this sprawling, crowded, dirty, terrible, like, the only escape is, like, going into cyberspace. You know, the rich have all the luxuries, the poor just, you know.
0: It could be just as easily Ready Player One.
1: Yeah. It did remind me of Ready Player One. It reminded me of Blade Runner. More Blade Runner the movie than the the book. Yes. Which I I watched that the other day. The original? The Blade Runner, yeah.
0: You still have not seen Blade Runner 2049, no. right? Okay. We need to watch that. Again.
1: I need to watch that and I was like, God, I don't remember like half of this movie. But uh
0: Okay, I've made my five patties. Continue. He's made five
1: yeah. patties, they look beautiful. So now we have to
0: cook those, right? Yeah, um, I believe that's the next step. So what do I do?
1: Heat a large skillet over medium heat. Okay. Um, add patties and cook until brown, three to five minutes on each side. Remove patties from skillet and set aside. Okay. And then we're going to make the sauce. And then we'll let them simmer in the sauce for about 25 minutes. I'm going to do a tiny bit of
0: vegetable. Oil.
1: Yeah, I would say maybe a little bit of oil. Well, there's butter in the patty, so I'll choose
0: butter. There you go. That's gonna taste good. It has a higher burn temperature.
1: So what did you think of the two like AIs having to merge into
0: one to become a super AI? So it was neat, it was very anticlimactic, to agree. Before yeah. I even reveal this, it wanted to get consciousness and be able to do its thing because it, because we detected a signal from the Centauri system in, like, the 70s. Oh,
1: I do remember that now. And I did write a note in my book. I was like, "Tri Solarians. It's the Tri Solarians.
0: So, in this universe, it'll be Neuromancer that replies. Yeah. And he maybe, doesn't care.
1: Maybe Neuromancer is Wei Ming or whatever her name was. Maybe
0: Neuromancer could beat their their, their um, neutrons.
1: Yeah, Maybe.
0: He's a super intelligence. He's had
1: time to... In
0: the RCA building. Figure
1: out protons and unlocking the power of the
0: atom. Did you see the movie Inception? I did. The beach scene reminded me of Inception. Because it was sort of like their consciousness was like uploaded into an artificial environment. And time moved differently. Yep. And all the food and everything just washed up on the shore.
1: Yeah, and I loved how they're like, yeah, you can walk as far as you want, but you're just going to end up back here. Yeah. And, uh... It reminded me of, have you seen Contact? Yeah. Oh, yeah, where she sees her father. Yeah, it's like at a beach because, like, our brain can't comprehend, like, whatever, you know, just trying to give you a representation of that space. And I think they actually said that that beach was based on Lady Jane's visit to Morocco, to some beach in Morocco. (laughs) Like, they kind of based that Matrix
0: setting from her memories. Did they ever say? Did they ever say what the what Lady Jane and all of them used the AI for? No. Like what? Uh, because like China had an AI. Uh huh.
1: And maybe for like protection or something, or to make money. Uh, it was deadly to get
0: near them. But I wonder what they were doing.
1: Like maybe it was like a Bitcoin generator or something, and that's how they had their wealth. Oh,
0: that'd kept be
1: their wealth, like, and were able to stay on that spaceship. And I bet. Like, you, I bet William
0: Gibson wishes we could have told him about Bitcoin.
1: I bet he does. We could still tell him.
0: We still could tell. Him. It won't do him any good now.
1: He'd be like, I know about Bitcoin.
0: <laughs> okay. My pan is not heated up yet. Yeah.
1: So, on a scale of one to five, what would you give it?
0: You know, I think I liked it better than the Jesus incident. Okay. I um I, I followed it fine. The where I got frustrated is, I would sort of zone out because I th- I would think he was just sort of using the techno babble to set the scene. Mm-hmm. But then I'd have to go back because I was like, no, that was actually a critical detail. <laughs> you know, yeah. like sometimes I would just sort of okay, techno babble, techno babble, techno babel. Yeah. Oh crap, that's how we're going to break into such and such. Yeah.
1: You know, it's funny you bring up the Jesus incident because I have a little update on the Jesus incident. So okay. my friend Olik who's a listener, he, uh, he read the Jesus incident along with us and he didn't like it. Um, so then he read the prequel for some reason and he's like, I didn't really like the prequel. And then he read the sequel to the Jesus incident and he's like, I loved it. He said it was really good. He's like one of my top 20 favorite sci-fi books. Really? Yeah. So I'm like, wow, like I'm going to have to read that one. Yeah. That's quite the, like,
0: we'll add it to our list. Like, uh, the review, you know? Yeah, and I, I trust Oleg's opinion. Yes, me too. All you other listeners need to step up and be more helpful.
1: All <laughs> like ten of you.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, then I started wondering, too, like, how many AIs there were in books back then. Like, I know, like, Isaac Asimov had kind of addressed that some of his stories, but that wasn't, like, a super common theme, I don't think, back then, like
0: AIs. Well, t- they kept talking about touring, so touring tests were a thing at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I think that they are probably just an academic, academic topic at the time. Yeah. Well, and then when does Ender's
1: Game publish? Because I know they talk about, spoiler, they talk about AIs. Ender's Game was also in the 80s, I, I think. Yeah, I think it was... I think Ender's Game was a short story in the 70s, and right. then he turned it into a book.
0: Yeah, the opening line of the short story was The Enemy's Gate is Down. Oh, wow. I don't know why I remember that. <laughs> Let's see. Ender's Game, 1985. Okay. So after this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> did you like the movie The Matrix, Jason?
0: I did like the movie The Matrix. Yeah, I just, you know, they're making. I know, Matrix resu- resu- Resurrection. All sorts of speculation. People are trying to figure out how Neo ended up back in the Matrix.
1: How? Because he like ended up dying at the end, right? Didn't he like dissolve or something?
0: Yeah he um, he gets he gets attacked by Agent Smith, and then he is holding a virus that the compute that the robots put into him, so that he could destroy Agent Smith.
1: Wow. I don't remember that. It one one holiday. I don't remember what it was. My ex and I. We're like, we're not going to do anything. We're going to watch the Matrix trilogy and drink rum and Cokes. So we did, I think it was like Easter, or maybe it was like Thanksgiving, I don't know. Well, that how, was what we did for the holiday.
0: And how was your experience?
1: Um, it was pretty good. I don't think I would pick rum and Cokes to drink all day again, though.
0: No, that sounds awful.
1: Yeah, very gassy. And sugary. Well, I might have been drinking rum and Diet Cokes. Because... Yeah.
0: You know, calories. I really enjoy... Um, I think that the prequels were underestimated. Like, I don't think... I think people hated them more than they should have.
1: The sequels? The sequels, I
0: mean, sorry, yeah. Um,
1: I mean, that was such, like, a crazy... Like, that movie was just so crazy when it came out. Just, the like, the reveal mm-hmm. of what it was. And you're like, what? And then just Keanu Reeves, like, I know Kung Fu. You know, like, just... It was so good. And I saw that with my friend because she was not allowed to go out with this guy, but she wanted to. So she's like, well, you go to the movies with me and this guy so I can tell my mom i met the movie with you. But also so I can go with this guy. I was like, okay. So that's how I saw The Matrix.
0: And did you watch the movie? I did. Okay.
1: I think they... I don't know if they were, like, making out or anything. I
0: was just like, this is awesome! You know. I don't remember where I saw it. I think I saw it in D.C. at the Union Station, I think. Is
1: that a movie theater?
0: There was a. There used to be a movie theater in the basement of Union Station where the food court is. Oh. And it was a really cool old movie theater because you kind of walk through these narrow brick corridors and it had all these little weird cubbies. It was just I don't know, they like crammed a movie theater into the subterranean union station.
1: Wow, that's cool. It was pretty neat. Is it still there?
0: Well, I'm sure it's physically still there, but it's well done. So. Oh
1: my God, how creepy is that? I
0: know. Hidden movie theater. So How what's are our next guys looking? They're, they're getting brown. So three to five minutes each side. So our next step after this is going to be making the sauce. So we're going to use the same skillet, medium-high heat, add butter, add mushrooms and onions, saute three to five minutes, add garlic and saute for one more minute. And then we're going to stir in the flour and the remaining half package of onion soup. Where did I put that?
1: Where did you go, Mr. Onion
0: Soup? This is what I do, people. I put things in, like, a completely reasonable place at the time. It's right here, next to the coffee maker, because that makes sense. <laughs>
1: oh, I had I someone's house t- in college. I was at someone's house, and they're like, hey, you want me to make hot chocolate? I was like, yeah, I want you to make hot chocolate. So this guy, this idiot, like, puts... He, like... Pulls the coffee pot out, right? And like takes the basket out and puts the hot chocolate mix in there. And,
0: oh, and like, it overflowed?
1: Puts it in, like it just didn't do anything. Like it was like, t- like it just made a mush of hot chocolate mix, like in the basket and then like hot, like barely chocolatey water. I was like, how did you, how did you like get this far in
0: life with not making hot chocolate? I did once in college, I, I was I had like four papers to write.
1: Uh-huh. And
0: I drank like five pots of coffee.
1: Oh god. And I
0: still wasn't finished. So, so I wanted to ch- mix it up a little bit. So I was like, "Well, maybe I'll put hot chocolate with the coffee." Yeah. So like make like chocolatey coffee. Yeah. And you can't just mix the the hot chocolate with the coffee grounds. You have to put it in the pot.
1: Yeah, you did the same thing as guy. I did the same
0: thing that I did, but with me it spilled all over.
1: At least you got Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Especially
0: when you're writing like five papers. Yeah, Ooh. I think these are going to need more time and more oil. Okay. So I'm going to make them a little less unhealthy.
1: So little less healthy. Moki has been just sitting here quietly the whole time.
0: It's been very good. That's yeah, because we—he's not competing with gadget. He's Moki is my little Yorkie mix that normally is barking throughout our entire podcast.
1: Yeah, and he's just been standing in the kitchen, just looking at us, popping his little ears up.
0: He's a very cute little dog. He's yeah, he's just, cute. He's very loud. You're very loud, Moki. Moki loved Neuromancer. He did? He did. He was raving about it all weekend. <laughs> he was yelling at me because I kept putting my earphones on and listening to it without him. I feel like there's something wrong with me because just everyone, like even on my Goodreads,
1: like all my friends that have read it were like, five stars. And like, I just don't, I guess it's just, just something I...
0: I get why it's groundbreaking.
1: Yeah, I, I 100% that. get that. I yep.
0: get why it's groundbreaking. I get why it, it is a very inventive book because it's it's at the time that it came out it was so unique. Yeah. I mean it's hard to say that now because it's, you know, it spawned a genre. Yeah. but it's I just I it was a, it was sort of a weak heist movie. Like yeah. I didn't think the heist was super compelling because the hardest part was getting the password to break the the split thing, yeah, and that was sort of a non-issue. Yeah, they just so what happened there. So I feel like I might have missed parts there. So they needed the physical key to Lady Three Jane's house or something. Yeah, and there was a jack in the back of someone's head to get in, and that reminded me of the Matrix too.
1: I think it was something to do with that guy who was killing himself. Like her husband or something? I
0: don't oh, know. right. And he's the one that had the jacket in his head.
1: Yeah. So.
0: And they jacked in through him. Yeah. Well, I know I like Ender's Game, so
1: I'll be easier to talk to next time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> and we're going to have a guest reader at Ender's Game. Yes, that is true. So um, our friend Melanie's going to join us. And um, I'm excited. There'll be three of us. Yeah,
1: it'll be a different dynamic.
0: So we'll have to make her do the summary.
1: Oh yeah. yeah
0: yeah. Melanie's up for the summary. yeah, and she'll probably keep all sorts of good notes. Yeah, that'll be great.
1: Yeah.
0: Melanie, if you're listening, take good notes. <laughs>
1: How are they looking?
0: They're good I'll eat that one. I'm okay with them not being perfect. Because we're going to just dump sauce over there. Yeah, that's
1: true. And I also brought mashed potatoes and green beans. So we're going to have like a little TV dinner. I'm excited. Oh, you know what? We can serve them on TV. Yeah, that's perfect. I
0: forgot I have my little TV dinner trays. Let's see. How do I make these?
1: Microwave. I didn't even... I was like, I'm not even buying potatoes. I'm just going to get pre-made mashed potatoes.
0: And then where is your butter? I'll use the rest of that one stick for the mashed potatoes then. Sweet. I'm going to just put these in the fridge until I go. It works.
1: All right, so now we add the uh, onions and mushrooms?
0: Yeah. Let me get these little chunks out of here.
1: Did we put any, like, more oil in there?
0: Oh, we we add butter. Yep. So we we take the butter that's already portioned out there.
1: I'll hand it to you.
0: That works. So when that, I melt the butter. Is it three-quarter heat? Is that what it said?
1: Medium high.
0: Medium high. Okay. So, so it's the onions for three minutes and then the garlic, right?
1: Uh, the onions and mushrooms for three minutes and then the garlic. It also said to get creminy mushrooms and they didn't have that. So I got baby Bella. It'll be fine.
0: We're just cooking them down. Actually, under the cabinet in the corner there, there is a big glass lid. I'm going to put one over the top so these cook down a little faster. Okay. Here we go. Thank you. I did, so I did some research on the book and apparently some of his short stories are better to read to get an idea of his writing style and they're easier to read. So just like Neuromancer is sort of Ahead of its time. It was also sort of the first... It was the first time he wrote in that style also. Yeah. So apparently some of his later books are a little bit easier to follow.
1: Hmm. so So, you know. FYI.
0: FYI. I think I tried reading one of them, but same thing. I couldn't read it. I remember not liking Johnny Mnemonic when the movie came out. I read the book. I
1: don't think anyone story.
0: liked the movie. I don't think it did very well. What? Well, I didn't... I, le- I visually liked the movie... Um, I think I was just a Keanu Reeves fan at the time. Well, yeah. Mr. Keanu Reeves. I guess he's never gone away from being incredible. Okay, so that's done. So the next step is add the flour. And the onion soup mix. And the onion soup mix. Um, and then you just add
1: two and a half cups of broth.
0: Slowly though, right? Like I'm going to do it slowly? Yeah, I
1: think if you whisk it or something. or just
0: Gradually add the broth. Okay, so this I add in olive. Flour. Those are nice and
1: buttery. There's
0: half a stick of butter. Oh my god. But it's vegan, it's, it's grass fed butter. Grass fed butter, so there you go.
1: Yeah, I was like, if they don't have vegan butter, I'll get the grass fed cow butter. No antibiotics. No hormones. Yes. So that's three cups, and you want to use two and a half. It's probably not the end of the world if you use all of it. Because I'm just going to boil it down, right? Yeah. I just made three because it was easier. Ooh, listen to that sizzle. I probably should turn the
0: heat a bit. Looks good. Smells great.
1: I might have to make this. If it's good, I might have to make this again for my housemates.
0: This is one of those ones where you could pre-make the powders. You could mix all the powders together and to have it ready to go. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you could keep to make the sauce mm-hmm. and just...
0: Freeze it or something?
1: Wow, that looks really good. It looks like gravy. So then, the last thing is just putting the patties back in there and letting it uh, simmer.
0: I boil. Do I reduce it first? Let's do, what does it say? Do I reduce it?
1: Gradually reduce heat to medium and simmer. Continue to stir until thickened, about three minutes. Uh, season to taste with salt and pepper, and then add the and then add oh. the patties
0: in. And then it'll take twenty to thirty minutes. Yeah. So today is October six. Yes. Yes. And the new episode will be coming out on November third. Nice. Yeah, just very exciting. And maybe we'll do something Thanksgiving, maybe. maybe.
1: Since yeah, it's maybe our
0: November episode. That'd yeah, be fun. Yeah, like we're a, a tofurkey. I love tofurkey. I know it's so bad for you, but it's delicious. And like
1: with all the fixins, and then I'm gonna do the put like a ton of butter in the potatoes trick. Oh,
0: that sounds great. Okay, well, everyone, we are looking forward to November's episode already. So we can't wait to have you back. Yep. Bye.